Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga. A very good evening and welcome to Hot Business. Thanks so much for being with us. My name is Nzinga Kunta. A pleasure and a privilege to be in your company. So the show is going to sound a little bit different this week. That's because I'm broadcasting from the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, minus seven degrees here. You know, the fact that we're hot 1027 is maybe the only thing keeping me warm. It is freezing here. The forum taking place, the annual meetings taking place a little bit earlier than they have before. And the theme for this year of the 54th annual meeting is Rebuilding Trust. And that's because, as you know, if you look around you, there is so much chaos geopolitically and otherwise. And so dialogue, government, business and civil society have come together to have conversations about what's happening in the world. There is also a little bit of a glamour, rather. There's a crystal award that are taking place a little bit early on. So the show tonight is mainly going to focus on that. In just a moment, I'll be speaking to the head of Africa at the World Economic Forum about the role that our continent plays here. And then we're speaking about immersive technology as our hot topic, uh, Microsoft, Accenture, and the World Economic Forum doing something really interesting there. I wonder if that technology is going to trickle down, though. And then we're also going to take a look at the importance of trust in society uh, with the co-founder of a foundation called Yes, We Trust. It's going to be a bit noisy there because uh, it's it's in a house. It's in the promenade, and there's a lot of action that's taking place there, so I'm apologizing in advance. And we're in the show by taking a look at the World Indigenous Forum. They're here on the sidelines of the World Economic Forum saying, you know, there needs to be economic justice. What does that mean? How do communities get rich of what they have? Reko Nare from Anchor Capital will wrap up the markets for us locally and internationally. Thanks so much for being with us. Let's begin. All right, thanks for staying with us on Hot Business. We are coming to you from the World Economic Forum, and now I'm joined by Shay Huang. He's the president of the Global Collaboration Village at the World Economic Forum's annual meeting in Davos. Shay, thanks so much for your time on Hot Business this evening. Just tell me what you do at the village and what are you hoping to do this year? Yeah, it's great to be here, Zinga. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So I'm the president of the Global Collaboration here at the World Economic Forum. So what is the Global Collaboration Village? Um, it is an ex- a strategic extension of the World Economic Forum created in partnership with Accenture and Microsoft. So essentially, if you think about it, it's a problem solver. It's a problem solving tool. Uh, using immersive technology, the latest technologies to bring folks together to solve global challenges. Before we get any further, when I read immersive technology, I was like, this sounds so complicated. What is the simplest way to explain what that is? So immersive technology is so exciting and it doesn't need to be complicated. So essentially for the listeners out there, uh, it's a version of uh, virtual reality. So it's basically technology that can transport you into a virtual or digital environment uh, in a 360 degree view. So uh, think of yourself sitting at home here in Davos, anywhere in the world, putting on uh, whether it's goggles or a headset uh, and basically being transported into a digital environment. And then what is the use of that? I know that some people are excited to use it for meetings. So instead of your camera being off at Zoom at home when you're supposed to be, you know, it's serious, people switch their cameras off, they can do whatever. Uh, what's the point of, of immersive technology? How are we going to see it used practically? Yeah, so the evolution of immersive technology is also really exciting. So initially, it was mainly used for gaming applications. So meaning that folks play video games in in virtual reality and in 3D and in 360 degree uh, uh, 3D. Uh, But now uh, at this annual meeting, uh, we have a historic moment because for the first time ever, 
we're using immersive technology like virtual reality for public-private collaboration at this level. So whether it's government ministers, heads of state, um, uh, heads of academic institutions, um, they're all coming together in immersive technology in the global collaboration village to solve some of these global challenges. And when you think about that technology, Shay, what do you think that is going to be the best case use for it? What are, what are the big problems that we're currently experiencing now that immersive technology can help solve? So the beauty of it is that um, uh, it really will have no bounds. So uh, it is a technology that allows folks to come together into a digital environment to have real discussions and collaborate on solutions. So from that pure perspective, there are no bounds in which what, you know, what we can solve uh, using this technology. Now, specifically here at this meeting this year, we're excited to tackle uh, issues such as climate change, polar tipping points, uh, uh, how much the world is uh, heating up in terms of a temperature perspective and how that impacts the rest of the world. Um, we've got demonstrations on cultural uh, um, uh, ex exhibitions, um, even uh, advanced supply and, and manufacturing. Uh, advanced supply chain and manufacturing uh, uh, can be solved here or can be worked on here using these technologies. And so as we at the World Economic Forum, you're saying that, you know, this is where people are going to also maybe see how this technology can be used, get demonstrations of it. And then as they go to their respective countries uh, or companies, maybe think about how to start implementing immersive tech. Yeah. Um, the one thing I, I, I will say is that um, the exciting thing about this year is that it's not just a demonstration. Um, we're actually deploying this technology. So we have, uh, for example, and to, sp to speak in specifics, we have 30 sessions, over 400 plus participants, folks from all around the world, whether again, they're here uh, or remote as far as Brazil to Japan, they can join these sessions in this immersive world and collaborate on issues much like they would here in person at Davos. So it's actually live. Um, this is the first year that it's live. Uh, and we're really excited about it because again, it's a historic moment, not only for us, but for technology in general. Okay, so the people who are at the forum are going to be interacting with the people who are, let's say, in Brazil, Japan, in a unified environment, essentially, in that in that immersive tech. What's the importance of everybody, even if they're not physically together, feeling and looking as though they are in one space? So that, I think, is the fascinating part, right? If you think about what technologies we have uh, uh, at, you know, uh, at our disposal, so... Right now, Zinga, you and I, we're here in person, and there's a certain amount of connection that happens when you're in person uh, and we're talking to each other face to face. But if you take a step uh, um, uh, outside of in person, right now, our other alternative is video conferencing, where we'd be doing this on a 2D screen. And if there were more people, sometimes people turn their cameras off or, you know, they might kind of zone out a little bit after minute 30 or minute 45. Well, actually, immersive technologies, being in virtual reality, um, uh, is a half step between a 2D screen and being completely in person. So when you're, it's the reason why we call it immersive technology because once you put the headset on, you really become immersed in this environment. And so it may not be like connecting with someone in real life in person, but it's certainly much more immersive, uh, um, much more human-like than seeing someone on a 2D screen. And so... With that, the potential of that and the, and the manner in which we've spoken about it, it's at a very high level. It's for business. It's for business meetings. It's going to help with supply and chain challenges, those big problems we face. Um, how possible is it that it's going to become pervasive in society and then can be helpful for things like your school governing body meeting, 
Um, because, you know, I think as a working parent, I cannot be at school at eight o'clock in the morning, but there's some issues that you need to tackle. So just tell me how you see that uh, technology progressing and becoming more accessible. So um, let's take that specific example that you just brought up uh, as well. So um, what are the options today? So the options are attending in person, but as a working mom, it's very difficult to get out of work and uh, attend one of those meetings. Um, the alternative uh, uh, would be dialing in or they would open up a, a link for a video conference. Um, so there would be the in-person folks talking. And then the, the, the participants like you uh, who have to dial in, sometimes you're finding yourself like, hey, actually, I have something to say or, or, or hey, I, I want to be a part of it as well. Well, the beauty of this technology is that it levels the playing field. It brings down geographical barriers so that if everyone is in that uh, immersive technology or in the global collaboration village, it doesn't matter if you're there in person or if I'm at work or if I'm in Japan or Brazil, we're all present in that digital uh, uh, environment. So I think breaking down those geographical barriers is a really interesting application of it. You also ask, well, how pervasive can this get? I think we're just in the very early innings. Um, and so again, this is the first time in history that it's being used for this purpose at, at this level, public-private collaboration. Um, but as the months and the years go by, I think you're going to see this uh, uh, really grow and really scale. With that, when new technologies come in, they are more expensive. Obviously, there's so much research that's gone in. Uh, you're not doing it at a large scale. Therefore, the pricing point and the accessibility is going to not be accessible to a lot of people. Um, if I'm a business owner listening now and I'm interested in it, how possible is it now? Um, uh, where is it pitched at? And... Are they like, you know, there's always a, the drug and then there's like the generic drug. Is there like a generic version of immersive tech right now? That's a, a, a really interesting way of putting it. So um, remember, the World Economic Forum for over 50 years has tried to make an open forum, uh, an open uh, environment where uh, voices can be heard, uh, where we give voices for folks to help solve these world issues. Um, so this should be no different. And so um, uh, we've actually allowed not only for you to be in this completely immersive 360 degree view in a headset, but you can actually access it using uh, a regular PC or laptop uh, as well. So again, you don't get the full experience um, because you can't look around and it's not in 3D, but at the same time for the other participants that are seeing you, uh, they don't know if you're on a laptop or if you're in a headset device. And so again, uh, allowing folks across the world, no matter their levels of access, to be a part of that conversation is what makes it so powerful. We're, we're still in the early innings and, and we're really looking forward to scaling this. Right, Shay Huang, the president of the Global Collaboration Village at the World Economic Forum here in Davos. Really appreciate your time on Hot Business this evening. Thanks so much for having me here, Zinga. All right, it's time for a short break. When we come back, we'll bring you more voices from the World Economic Forum. Do stay with us on Hot Business here on Hot 1027. Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga.